Good afternoon, Patriots, and it's Friday, January 3rd in the year 2022. Welcome to the end of the week. In another insane unraveling of our world, things don't get any crazier. Well, they do. Just to wait till Monday. We'll get better, I'm sure. We have some other things breaking today that are pretty important. Before we begin, make sure you're keeping your immune system strong. This time is truly stressing your immune system, and it's intentional. We're trying to drive you into the death camps of the hospital or into conventional medical care, and we don't need that. So again, keep your immune systems strong. Whoops, that's the wrong one. Try this one. How about if we not listen to that? We are surrounded by the stresses and the environmental issues that are challenging our immune systems. And keeping our immune systems strong is essential to maintaining a strong position in this fight. Expedition Coffee was designed specifically to not only give you that energy boost you need that will sustain you across the entire day while boosting your immune system and help maintain a mental focus throughout the day. You can find Expedition Coffee, X-P-E-D, Expedition Coffee at expeditioncoffee.com. And there you'll also find a full range of products that are designed to work as a full health ecosystem, all designed to reclaim your personal health sovereignty. Those products include the Gut Health Triad, which helps heal and seal your gut. Leaky gut is one of the critical causes of sickness in our nation. You also have Immune XP, which is an immune booster based on pine cone extract with high levels of vitamin C. Earth, which is a nutrient powder, giving your body a full complement of nutrients you need. Just mix it with water, drink it like a shake. Do that once a day. And Pure 47, one of the most refined silver extracts on the market that can isolate most of the pathogens that you'll encounter. The products on ExpeditionCoffee.com are all designed to give you back the strength in your immune system to not only endure the challenges to the immune system, but to dominate and to rise above to reclaim your true health sovereignty. So check out Expedition, X-P-E-D, ExpeditionCoffee.com. And just when you thought things couldn't get crazier, next week, June 13, 14, 16, 20, and June 23, 23rd, The Democrat-run January 6th committee is going to go primetime with their hearings on this insurgency, that they call it, the greatest threat to national security. And you'd think that nothing's going on. Obviously, whatever is happening, they are wanting to keep your eyes off of the real story as they scream gun control and they start talking about the threat of the Trump movement, which is what that's all about, trying to demonize all the MAGA movement. It's insane. And there's other things that are falling apart, which, of course, we know. We are in the middle of Gay Pride Month. For all of you out there that are part of that Gay Pride thing, I just have something to say. You're all groomers unless you speak up. And the problem is with the trans movement and the great gay movement, which has now become one, they're absolutely afraid of truth. Listen to this piece. It's rather stunning and telling on the entire core of that movement. I'm not even talking about social context. I'm just I'm just trying to start by getting to the truth, you know. Yeah, I mean, I'm really uncomfortable with that language of like g- getting to the truth again in social why, why life. Is that, why is that uncomfortable? Because that it sounds actually deeply transphobic to me. Um, and, if you, and if you keep probing, we're going to stop the interview. I, if I probe about what the truth is, you keep invoking the word truth which is condescending and rude. I'm saying to you... How is the word truth condescending and rude? Why don't you tell me what your truth is and you're walking on 30 seconds more of the nights before I get up. (laughs) I would just tell him like 
pack your shit and go. That's what I'd say. I'm serious. These people are unbelievable. And they're just, they are living in a fiction and they know it. And the more they get pressed on it, they know they can't defend it. They don't want to be exposed for being the groomers that they are. They don't want to be exposed for being the pedophiles that they are. They don't want to be exposed for seeking out young men and, 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 and calling that part of the process of helping them find their gayness or whatever they call it. They don't want to be exposed for being a complete sham. And they get a whole month to ram it down our throats, which we're not going to do because we're, it's, it's just God's rainbow month. It isn't theirs, and it's that simple. So that's just part of the many things that are starting to unfold here, and we're seeing a lot of this. We have other issues going on as well. Of course, the patriot movement right now is in disarray over the Durham issue. Kash Patel's got a couple things to say about that. Folks to come in and say, oh, John Durham's been humiliated or John Durham's been defeated. That's not how it works in, in prosecutions, and I was a federal prosecutor for a while. Sometimes you take a loss to get the bigger win, and the information that was put out there completely debunks what they're what they're doing. They're just putting out more disinformation and covering up for Hillary campaign um, and because uh, they want to slam the football here <laughs> so that America doesn't watch the rest of the way. Right. Obviously, because they want to have the January 6th hearings coming up. Durham is still continuing. It's not done. Gun, gun hearings are going on while people are dying in hospitals. I'm trying to get I'm going to try to get Kash Patel on the show. I would really like to hear his perspective. I do have some legitimate questions, which is one is why John Durham chose to go to a DC to try a case since he was a federal prosecutor and could have tried it in any city in the country or any state. And I I think that's a legitimate question, but to think that Durham would just throw in the towel after one thing is is pretty silly. I mean, this is he's a prosecutor. And that's what they do. They prosecute, right? All right, Patriots. We've got some spiritual warfare to rain down on this world. So let's get busy and let's hit it. Heavenly Father, we come to you today just focused and very humbled by all that is before us and very grateful for all the truths that are continuing to be exposed. And Lord, we know that in this time, there are some very difficult challenges facing many. We are seeing people stressed. We are seeing people pushed to the limit, a breaking limit. We are seeing people losing faith. We are seeing people start to give up, throw up their arms, which is all Lucifer's intention, and we know that. And so, Father, we begin today with just a prayer for strength, but strength through Jesus, not just strength, but strength through Jesus and a relationship back to you. Father, sadly, we as we witness this world, we've, we're seeing them locked into this illusion a deception of their own that a making that they've decided to follow and not seek you. And it's sad. And I, and honestly, father, the empathy we have for that is real, but at the same time, there's a certain side of this. I think that increasingly many of us face that are just, we're here, we're speaking truth, we're offering the way, but there's, we can't force them to drink from the trough of water and the trough of salvation. So, we're praying for those opportunities to engage. We're praying for the opportunities that when we do engage that Jesus can lay his hand on those moments and you can work through that to open their hearts and minds. We're praying for them to find the voices that will lead them to that salvation, to take away the fear. We're praying for them, the many that are out here wandering, angry, hating, 
living in deception, fulfilling themselves with these artificial constructs of life, believing that relationships can be anything, that men can have babies, that it's okay to have abortion, believing all this narrative of lies, we're praying for that deception to be shattered. And we know that through part of this, even biblically, Lord, you have shown us, scripturally, you have shown us that these times don't pass easily, that it will take an enduring faith in all of us, for from all of us to get through this. And in that sense, we just pray for the continued strength of the remnant, the remnant that is truly seeking that intimate relationship with you, not, not the relationship that pounds into our head at the pulpit that says, you are a sinner forever. We understand we sin, Father. We come before you with our hearts open and we seek the repentance for the sins that we do. But we also know that you made us in, our, in your image. We also know that you are our Father, that you love us, that you're holding to us. You're guiding us. And we also know that with that, we could never have a greater father in the world in an imagination of someone who constantly forgives us for our stumblings because you understand we're growing. And in this time, Lord, we are growing. We're growing immensely. So thank you for being that father to us. And thank you, Jesus, for walking with us to help us through these times as we grow to a greater level, a greater sense of our inheritance to understand that we're not of this world and we're not part of the, cons- of the insanity that's going on about. We're not part of the idolatries that continue to rise. We're not part of the debauchery that people want to follow. And we will, all of us at points in our time, will stumble. We will fall. Sometimes we will fall so hard we will smack our face on the ground. But Father, we will be there on our knees And the greatest knowledge for us is that grace that you provide us all. If we can extend that understanding to the many, to have them understand that they too can come home. But it takes humility. It takes the desire to seek repentance. It takes the need to let go of who we think we are, of who we want to be, and rather start accepting who you made us to be. Father, there's going to be many challenges coming and there's going to be increased levels of violence and increased levels of insanity as we witness this controlling element, Lucifer's army, doing everything it can in the last moments, in these last months and perhaps years to destroy everything because it has nothing left. It knows that once exposed, there's no place. And it knows that your hand is on this justice, Lord. And we trust in that. And I say that because, Father, it's so basic and it seems so difficult for some people just to accept that you're there. You've always been there. Your hand is on this. You have told us to trust in you. You have told us to fear not. You have told us that you will take care of us. So I proclaim that today to accept that implicitly not to question it. And for those that doubt and those that waver, just to get on their knees and ask for forgiveness and get back up and start trusting in you again. We know in our heart of hearts that those that are not walking with that level of trust will be challenged with a level of frustration, with doubt, with anger, with all the emotions, fear that would be so easily removed if they would simply turn to you Embrace the body of Christ and accept the path to you. 
But sadly, the weavings of deceit and the hatred for the church, which itself has sold out so often to the deep state, has created an environment of distrust. And in the midst of all the distrust, it's always the institutions of men. So, Father, we just pray that people can seek the true trust, the trust in you, the trust through Christ to you, Father. And in so doing, find that burdens lifted, find the healing to begin, find the remaking of who we are to restore us to the perfection you intended. So, Father, we pray for that, the restoring of trust in you, in this nation. Guide us in this quest. Guide us in this walk. Protect us. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Right now, so much is unraveling. And they're, the part of the problem in the patriot movement of those that are having doubt in the Durham issue or whatever that is, doubt that anything's going to happen, is that people are, in my opinion, and it just comes from a, a well-established in research opinion, we have, there's been way too much worship of idols too much expectation that Durham's going to solve everything. Too much worship that Trump's going to solve everything. Even President Trump, in a meeting two weeks ago with Ted Nugent and Shemaine Nugent and others, at that meeting he said, Americans need to wake up and we're heading into some dark times. You see, he knows. And while he's not a perfect, he's not perfect by any means, he understands very clearly one thing I can assure you. People were worshiping him rather than taking responsibility for the action. Q was never intended for a Q to solve the problem. Q was an operation in its original sense to wake up people so people would solve the problem themselves. It goes through us to be solved by and for the people, not by and for the people sitting on the couch waiting for others to come up and fix it for them to hand it back to them so they can be comfortable on the couch eating popcorn. That's not where we are. So I want to play this. This is something really interesting that's happening, right? There's a lot, a number of things that are developing on the COVID front and the hospital front. Let me start with the COVID front. Imagine you're the CEO of a large pharmaceutical company that happens to be involved with the COVID vaccine. And you live in a country where it's mandated that you take the vaccine. And should you fake a vaccine card, you are punishable up to $200,000 fine and multi-years in prison. So maybe you can answer with knowing all of this, why a CEO of a major pharmaceutical company would risk all of that and not take the vaccine and fake his vaccine card. We all meet Jose Fernandez. He is the CEO of Pharmamar, a pharmaceutical giant in Europe. He's been charged with faking his vaccine card and the police are alleging that he was injected with saline solution instead of the COVID-19 vaccine. Risking his entire career and his entire life, this man profited off of the vaccine, pushed the vaccine, marketed the vaccine, and yet didn't take the vaccine himself. I wonder how many of our politicians and our pharmaceutical CEOs have injected themselves with saline instead of the vaccine itself, but made you take it. It's probably all of them, to tell you the truth. And what we're finding now is we've known, but I think it's, I would say it this way, what is surfacing in the greater public awareness is how corrupt the medical system is. This is how they waged war. They waged war on humanity by using the institutions that we trust against us. Obviously, education, which primed to create the prime, the pump to create a, a confused and 
MK Ultra mass of people. We had the groomers that were working overtime to screw up everybody's gender perceptions when they were young, to divide the family and to divide the society and to spit in the face of God. That in itself, that blasphemy itself deserves one spot and it's a direct line to the lake of fire. We have our politicians that sold everything out underneath us, that sold us out completely, selling our technology, selling their loyalties. In the backgrounds, the Republicans being the worst of them all, pretending to be the moralists, were working quietly all along with the vocal left and engineering a shift in U.S. politics so deep and so rancid that everything was framed around a direction towards giving up our sovereignty to the new world order. We had the brokering with big pharma, which leads to the line of the whole insurgency being run through the medical institutions, which are owned by the corporate bankers. All of this weeding down so that people's institutions they rely on and became dependent on were now being used against them to screw them up permanently, destroy their immune systems, and kill off as many as possible. Here's some of the outcomes that they're trying to hide. Okay, so I've gotten a couple of DMs and questions about this, asking if I know about this, being a nurse in Florida myself, uh, being a Florida nurse, have I heard about this? And um, I haven't said anything about it uh, until now. I know other creators have spoken about it, and I've spoken to other creators in DMs privately about the information that I had, and I'm going to share that now. Um, a friend of mine's wife is a nurse at um, ORMC, um, Orlando Regional Medical Center, and no, she does not want to be named, so we will respect that and not name her or my friend. But um, she did confirm that 40 nurses, yes, did walk out um, from the PACU float when they were trying to flex them up to eight patients. Um, management apparently tried to get these nurses to sign non-disclosures um, to not discuss the staffing ratios at this hospital. Um, also told them that there would be action taken against them if they discussed any of this on their social media platforms. This is coming from a week before. Um, she's also saying that a patient did indeed uh, in 8C, she said room 8C, a patient did use a table, put it up against a window, broke the window, and did indeed jump from the window and um, coded unalived herself upon landing. Um, I guess after that happened, they pulled nurses from different floors, brought them up there to make it look like they were fully staffed before state would arrive. The window was fixed very quickly. All evidence of the code was removed. And um, as soon as state was done with their investigation, they sent all the nurses home, making them sign non-disclosure agreements not to discuss the incident at all, which is why we haven't heard anything about this in the news and no one's discussed this. She also tells me that a very similar um, circumstance, a very similar um, unalived event occurred a year and a half ago um, where a patient jumped out of a window. So, uh, yeah, RMC, what's going on? Hospitals are falling apart, and they're trying to keep the truth buckled up because they become death camps. And it's in part due to the staffing. It's also in part due to the dictated care, which is the protocols that are established by corporate that don't allow them to do anything else than administer drugs. Here's more on this same topic. Hi, I have never made a TikTok before, but today I am. Okay, so this was just sent to me, and I was asked to report on it. This woman is a nurse um, whose mother is a patient at Banna Baywood in Mesa, Arizona. Um, her mom was admitted to the hospital with sepsis, bilateral uh, pneumonia, and COPD. 
And apparently, when she went into the room, her mom um, was found with no oxygen on, and the oximeter was not hooked up to the central monitoring system. And eventually, because of this, she was placed on a BiPAP. Um, the daughter, who, like I said, is a nurse, is reporting that the ratios there are egregious. She's saying that in the PCU, the ratio is 1 to 6, and in med surge, it's 1 to 10. So when she brought up... Um, the fact that the ratio is inappropriate. First off, let me start and say she's not blaming the nurses at all. She goes, the nurses there are doing a wonderful job. She said, but there's just not enough of them to care for the amount of patients that they have. When she brought this up, she said that basically she was escorted out by security and told she couldn't stay past visiting hours. They like physically escorted her out of the facility. Um, the nurse that is taking care of her mom actually was attempting to help get her mother out of that hospital and transferred somewhere else because she also knew that the ratios were unsafe and she wanted the patient to receive care. Um, Banner Baywood, here's your opportunity to um, report on this because you know once we get a hold of it, it's going to go... Um, yeah, and if anyone um, has information on this and wants to reach out to me, DM me, message me privately. Let's have a conversation about it. The system's falling apart, and there's no accountability for a lot of things. What's happened to all the people? I keep asking this regularly. Where where are they? Why We understand that many nurses have been let go, but this goes far beyond the hospitals. There's just no workers. And the one possibility that we can account for this is that many people have become incapable of working. And literally because of the injection, they just don't have the ability. We just don't have the ability anymore, or they don't have the ability to function normally. Remember, many of these jobs, especially the hourly jobs, were filled by seniors, and the seniors have stepped back and said no more. Here's one more on the medical insanity, and this goes to with a recent shooting at the hospital. So we've learned that the surgeon who was shot and killed is Dr. Preston Phillips. Apparently his patient was denied adequate pain relief. He went to the hospital, he was begging for help only to fall on deaf ears. And this is what happens when doctors deny patients pain relief. The government continues to push people to their brink. Unfortunately, five are dead. Uh, the doctor-patient form continues to cover this issue. If you are a surgeon watching this, we urge you to please, please, Treat your patients post-op pain correctly. Patriots, we're beginning to see the beginning of the total social unraveling of the country. We'll talk more about that tonight, but it's important that in all of this that we keep ourselves rock solid in our, in our faith and stay out of the midst of this nasty storm. I think it's well said in Proverbs 4.14, do not enter the path of the wicked and do not proceed in the way of evil people. We have to let this play out. God's hand is in play, and we are working and walking with God. And this will be difficult to witness in many ways. We can pray, and we can be there for those that are seeking, but we have to stay out of that the fire, fire line, so to speak. Things are going to get crazier. Keep your head on a swivel. Don't do stupid stuff. Just walk a clean path. Stay true with God. And that's about all we can do right now. We have to stand. That's the principal issue here because this is now the world being stripped of all its illusions and letting all the truth fall, and it's raining truth. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. Keep your prayers up for this nation. We need truth to come down, and we need people to see it, and it's going to be a difficult experience, but it has to happen. God is with us. He'll never forsake us, and in the end, God will always win. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. Patriots, we are at war. 
Walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Mission forward. I'll see you tonight for Fishers of, or for Bards FM. Until then or until the next time. God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push. 
we climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words, in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath.